Welcome to Supplier Experience Live from Hicks, where we explore all the latest topics, trends, and discussion points in the world of procurement, procurement technology, and supplier experience management. Welcome to the podcast. For today's episode, we're heading to Denver to join Kanda Rosier, former multiple times CPO and a self-confessed procurement evangelist. So hi, Kanda, and welcome to the show. Hi, Duncan. Thanks for having me on. It's great to talk to you today. Excellent. So before we dive into today's topic, which is digital transformation, procurement transformation, um, I was wondering if you could perhaps, first of all, start off by telling us a little bit more about yourself, your background, and some of the projects that you're working on at the moment. Okay, great. Um, well, as you as you mentioned, I am um, a former chief procurement officer at at several global companies. Um, uh, in in those roles for gosh a, a long time, let's just say several decades. And over the last several years, I've been um, uh, doing independent consulting. Um, I have my own uh, my own company, Collabra Consulting, and my focus is is primarily on um, best practices and digital transformation. I, I have found that I work primarily with companies who are, are looking to embark on a transformation journey, um, or maybe they're, they're not ready to embark, but they think they ought to look into it, and they're looking for guidance. And then I, I also do some work with uh, some of the, uh, the solution providers to um, help them work through what the voice of procurement is really asking for and see how that matches with with their approach and their solution offerings. Fantastic. And from all of that experience and the work that you're doing, I'd love to know what are some of the key trends that you're seeing uh, impacting procurement at the moment? Wow, it's a great question. And and uh, I wish there was a clean cut answer. Um, one of the things that I, I think that I've seen is that it's it's almost like there's a flurry of um, some of the the trends that procurement is dealing with right now. Um, you know, there the, the the pandemic, and as we emerge from the pandemic and supply chain disruptions, have brought their own set of um, uh, trends that procurement and supply chain leaders need to look at. And that's everything from how do I uh, ensure supply chain resiliency? How um, how do we um, ensure that we have the best the best supplier relationships? How do we manage that against um, the the geopolitical uh, situations going on now, as well as the the somewhat rampant inflation? That, that everybody's dealing with, which leads to a, a pressure on cost containment. So there's all of those trends. And then there are the trends that um, I, I think any of us in, in the procurement space are seeing increasingly as being part of um, things that procurement needs to focus on as a way to broaden the value proposition and to bring sustain, sustainable recurring value to their companies. And that's everything from ESG, sustainability, as well as um, diversity, 
um, from from a supplier and supply chain standpoint, uh, and of course from an employee standpoint as well. So there's this this real myriad of of trends and pressures, and then there's always the the ongoing. I won't call it a trend, but I think it's it's just a given. Um, is that procurement has to create value and. Uh, for me, I think the good thing is that the definition of value has changed um, over the last decade, but increasingly over the last couple years to not just mean savings, to not just mean simple cost reduction, but to now start to include um, all these other trends so that there's a broadening of the definition of procurement value to include this um, uh, this sort of um, uh, multiple, uh, the multiple trends that we're seeing in the industry. And I apologize, that was kind of a long-winded answer to that question, Duncan. No, I think that's absolutely fine. I think it's fascinating to see just the extent to which the remit of procurement is uh, widening at the moment. And of course, that comes with its challenges, which we'll, we'll go into a, a little bit later. Um, but another one that comes to mind, actually, which we haven't touched upon yet, is the kind of uh, role, I guess, of technology, because we hear a lot about procurement digital transformation. And I just wondered, what are you seeing there from a technology perspective? Is that helping with some of these issues, would you say? And, and what do you actually see happening in practice? Um, so so in, in short, I think the answer is yes, that that the the rise of um, and, and the, the the increase of um, procure tech has has aided significantly if, for procurement to start to meet the challenges of these trends. And particularly because there, as I mentioned, there's so many of these trends that seem to be happening and pressures that seem to be um, uh, to, to coming into play for procurement. It it's difficult to imagine how a procurement leader and an organization um, could try to address those without using procurement technology. It, it, if I think back to, to the days of um, uh, spreadsheets and emails and um, you know, memos that we used to write, gosh, I just dated myself, haven't I? Um, and, and, you know, paper files and all this sort of thing. It's difficult to imagine how we using that lack of tech technology, how we could tackle problems like um, uh, vendor risk management, supply chain resiliency, um, uh, the, all of the pressures that we're seeing from all of these trends. So I, I think that ProcureTech has absolutely um, become an important, if not almost critical enabler of success for procurement organizations today. And um, I guess that leads nicely actually to, to the next question that I had for you because you've you've mentioned here I think that kind of perfect storm of all of these things are, are happening at once so it makes it a really uh, quite phenomenal challenge from from that perspective. When we look at breaking those challenges down you know, we have the technology, we have the areas that you've mentioned, such as the growing uh, remit for procurement with ESG, cybersecurity. What would you say, if you're in that position, would be some of the, the main challenges that you would be facing as a procurement leader? 
is it around skills do you think is it around technology adoption is it processes uh, is it all of the above what, what are you kind of seeing there um well i i think it's all of the above but i i would say it starts with with processes um and maybe that's just because it's sort of one of my mantras that you should never embark on on a, a digital transformation journey without starting with your processes and and so i i think that as an underlying um, component uh, of the challenge and how do you address it, you've got to start with what are your processes? And to do that, then you have to actually take a step back from that and say, what are we trying to achieve? Where do we want to go and what does good look like? And then you say, where am I now? And what's my gap? And it is almost always in my experience, you start with, with analyzing the processes that you have in place. Now, Duncan, what that really does, though, is it, it starts to bring in the, the rest of the challenges. So once you, once you know the process gap that you've got, once you know the gap you've got to, to where you are and where you want to be, I think then you start to, to have to deal with um, the technology. What technology gaps do I have? And, and then there's, as you, as you move through the process, I think there's another challenge that often catches people by surprise. And that is that there's so much, there's so many technology solutions available in the market today that it, it's, it's almost that you're overwhelmed. And you can't, and, and it's it's very easy to get overwhelmed. Um, I, I'm sure you've seen, um, and they're produced by a lot of of the consulting firms and and some of the the industry uh, analytical publications and so forth. These ecosystems, gosh, they're an eye chart. You need a magnifying glass um, it, to 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 sort your way through the sort of the spider web of um, of solutions that are out there. And, and it's overwhelming because it's easy to say, oh, I want all of it. And again, it goes back to if you haven't figured out where you are and where you want to go, in reality, nobody needs 400 or whatever. There are solutions on those maps. Mm -hmm. You need a subset and you need to prioritize. So that's one of the challenges. And then there's this overarching challenge, and, and you mentioned it, of, of talent. And it's, it's both uh, in today's market, we see a lot, uh, of course, globally about, I think it started as the great resignation and now it's called uh, the, the great shift uh, or, or some other, some other uh, clever, clever name for that, where people are moving, employees are, are being able to move rapidly from one company to another and they're not hesitating to do that. And so I think from a leadership perspective, you not only have the challenge of, of, do I have the talent on my team that can help me on this journey, that understand transformation, that are willing to embrace um, uh, change, uh, disruption. So I think that part of the, the, the challenge about talent is not just that um, employees can and are moving quickly, deciding to move from one company to another. So you have, you have a challenge around retention, 
You also have a, a challenge around attracting the right talent. And then you have the challenge of making sure that the talent that you have, both current and that which you wish to attract, have the skill sets and have uh, uh, almost the, the, the mindset and the aptitude to embrace rapid change, to embrace uh, disruption, and to become agents for that change in your transformation journey within your company. And just on that point, because I, I liked what you said there, and I think it's very true, um, when you look at the ecosystem of technologies that's available, um, you do very much get that feeling or that sense that uh, you, you want all of it. Um, what would you say is, is the right approach here? Because I, I'm guessing um, one of the things that you need to do is perhaps audit what you need from a business use case perspective. So you look at that, um, do that audit, and then sort of decide from there the priorities and, and kind of build out your your roadmap of uh, um, for your digital transformation journey. Would, would that be the sort of approach that you're seeing? It, absolutely. And and the one thing that I would add to that, and I, you, you, you touched on it, it, it a bit, is, and, and it's one of the challenges that I've seen in my career that, that sometimes gets overlooked, is that when you start this process, you, you have to, um, you have to make sure you include all of the stakeholders. And I know that sounds sometimes impractical or daunting, but um, a digital transformation journey for procurement is not really about procurement. And I know that sounds a little contradictory, um, maybe a little, uh, you know, it, it almost sounds like it could be a little anathema or something. But I, I think that um, the, the, the transformations that I've been a part of that have been the most successful start with a recognition from the, the company that this is a, a, a broad transformation journey. And so from a procurement perspective, it's procurement, it's finance, it's IT. Those seem like the logical ones that people would say. It also has an involvement um, and requires an involvement from HR, from your, your, uh, your, your risk audit governance uh, function, um, often, believe it or not, from your sales, if you're a manufacturing company, from your product development and R&D teams. Because when, we, when you really think about it, and those of us that are, are in procurement and are, are passionate about it, I think would, would all nod our heads in agreement with this, procurement touches almost everything in a company. And Therefore, when you start on a transformation journey, you have to recognize that your stakeholders um, are, are very broad and they, they, your, your stakeholders include almost all functions of the company. And I know that it's, it's not necessarily practical to say, I'm going to include every function in the company in my project team. Um, as you embark on the, the transformation project, but you need to acknowledge at least the primary stakeholders and make sure that from a, a business risk perspective and from a business benefit perspective, you've considered 
who those primary stakeholders are. And then you also have to remember that one key group of stakeholders are your suppliers, external stakeholders. And, and you've got to include them also in this, uh, in, in this, this larger project team. Um, and in my experience, only if you do that are you going to probably maximize your success. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm really glad that you mentioned those uh, the, the suppliers as, as stakeholders at the end there, because, as you say, that is one that uh, can easily be be missed off the list, but actually is one of the, the key ones. And actually, on that point, I wanted to ask you uh, what you were seeing um, in terms of collaboration, because, of course, in areas such as, let's say, cybersecurity, um, you, you've spoken about yourself, the, the risk side of things. In many ways, it's... Um, the exchange of information, it's communication, um, it's the fact that you need that type of data from your suppliers in order to um, be able to sort of meet some of those objectives. Um, is that something you're also seeing more and more focus on? Oh, ab absolutely. Um, uh, and and I think if you if you look at where some of the, the the real new and exciting solutions that are, are coming into the market uh, are it's it's around supplier management, around supplier risk management, um, uh, being able to to start to um, combine how you address some of those challenges we talked about earlier. So risk. Um, uh, supplier lifecycle management, uh, diversity, um, various certifications for for suppliers, and and using technology solutions to enable that is is frankly I think the only way to do it. And again, if I go back to where I dated myself in one of those other comments about remembering the days where we did everything on spreadsheets and printed files and all that sort of stuff, it's difficult to imagine how you would track all of those aspects of, of a supplier's um, makeup and, and their life cycle management, how you would manage that without robust solutions. Um, because back in the days when we were managing those things fairly manually, we weren't tracking much at all. Um, and, and now if you look at the, the, the long list of, of things about a supplier that a company needs to manage, must manage, maybe from a, a, a regulatory or, or statutory perspective, um, certainly, um, we've seen the, the the big impact that that uh, you guys in Europe have have had through various uh, regulatory and legislative changes, data privacy laws, um, which, by the way, are not just limited to, to Europe. It's for me trying to think about how you would manage all of this list of of criteria about suppliers, both vetting them before you onboard them, the onboarding process, and then the ongoing life cycle management, and sometimes offboarding, exiting of them. If you didn't have good solutions, Duncan, I think 
I, I think it would be chaos. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. And it kind of leads me to my final question, actually, which is a bit of the crystal ball question. Um, but I was wondering, what do you see as the future of procurement? And from all of uh, what you've been mentioning there, it sounds a little bit like, um, because obviously procurement is very much attached to to a process within an organisation. And with the remit that it's got, it, it sounds like it needs uh, something of a, of a rebrand in terms of what it's able to, to offer. Um, so I just wondered what, what your thoughts around where you see procurement going in the next sort of five, five years or so. Um, it, it's a great question. And by the way, I wished I had a, a crystal ball because then I could use it for all kinds of other stuff as well. So that would be kind of cool. Um, uh, you know, I, I think that I think that procurement has evolved significantly over the last five years, 10 years, and that 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 transformation is absolutely going to continue. And I think, in fact, probably accelerate. We've seen some of that acceleration over the last couple of years, and I I personally think that we'll we'll see that continue. And I think that part of that shift is that um, maybe one of the, the silver linings to to the the last couple years the pandemic supply chain disruption um uh, inflationary uh impacts is the the importance of procurement i think has has become enhanced and procurement has moved further along the spectrum from being seen just as a tactical function um, a purchasing function. We're buying things, we're issuing POs, we're managing invoice reconciliation, and um, that's about it, very tactical. Moving from there into much more of a strategic role. And and really, um, th that, that transformation to me is where I see it continuing over the, 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 coming, the coming years. And um, in terms of procurement now being seen as more than a tactical function, more than just, oh, can you help save some money off of purchase price? And, and this, this move towards becoming a much broader um, holistic value partner to a company. And that includes, if we go back to the, the, the things we've talked about um, uh, earlier today, all of those challenges that procurement by addressing and having the tools and the talent um, to address this, this um, sort of multiple areas of, of challenges for a company is, is positioning itself as a true value contributor, a value partner to the business in a way that I don't think we've seen it uh, happen for procurement in the past. So I would see that trend both continuing and accelerating. Fantastic. That's uh, I think that's that's brilliant, brilliant advice there. Some great insights as well. And uh, finally, for you, Kanda, what, what's next for you? Um, you know, um, I, 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 on, a, on a personal note, hoping to, like everybody, probably get a get a bit of time for some some travel and and uh, uh, vacation time this summer but other than that I think it's um, you know what I see next for me is is being able to be part of that transformation and to help companies with that transformation where 
procurement continues to move into the role of a valued and trusted partner and advisor to the business. Fantastic. Well, look, thank you so much. Um, I really enjoyed our conversation today and um, I, I hope you did as well. Oh, absolutely. And thanks. Thanks for, for, for having me on to, to talk today. It's always, it's always great. Uh, you know, anytime I get to talk about procurement, it's a great day. Well, you can really hear that uh, enthusiasm coming through. And, and if people want to continue the conversation with you, I'm guessing LinkedIn is, is the best place to find you. It, absolutely. Uh, best place to, to find me. I love to connect and network and all my contact info is on my, uh, on my LinkedIn as well. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for that. And also, of course, thank you to our audience as well. We hope you enjoyed the discussion today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please don't forget to hit the like or subscribe button. Or for more information about us, visit our website, www.hicks.com.